hello friends and welcome to brazenly shady my name is shazen pages and i'm one of your co-hosts if you're a fan of chopping it up with your girlfriends while engaging in real raw and raunchy conversations then buckle up and get comfortable because brazenly shady is definitely the podcast for you join me and my co-host sharonda isadora for bi-weekly episodes as we discuss all things romance with a dose of drama tarot and lipstick where you going you ain't going nowhere tune in with us guys i promise you you won't regret it all right hello 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 and welcome to brazenly shady i'm sharonda and i'm tama i'm here child (laughs) same i'm here today has been one of those days like it's been a, yeah, I just yeah, and today is Tuesday, so I just feel like you know what? Today is Taco Tuesday, and I ain't <laughs> no goddamn tacos. So Taco I need to Tuesday. I need to rectify that. We can rectify that. Well, it ain't t- it's burger Tuesday for me because I had a burger because I am <laughs> it's getting hot and it's starting to get where I ain't cooking shit. That's what it's called. The summer. I ain't cooking shit this summer. That's what it's gonna be called. What? Anyway, so of course we're here to talk about some books with y'all and talk some uh, bullshit with y'all and the things that we always do. Hope y'all been well. Hope y'all summer. Wait, is it summer yet? No, not yet. Ain't it summer? June 20th is summer. Today is summer, ain't it? First day of summer. Ah. Don't get me the line on these seasons and shit. But yeah. But you know, happy almost summer. Um tomorrow is the first day of summer. Tomorrow, the 21st, is the first day of summer. Well, happy goddamn almost summer. Okay. And uh let's get this party started. So we're gonna be talking two books this episode. We're gonna be talking Mr. Play for Keeps, one of the books in the Babes, Bays, sorry, Bays of Juneteenth, a series that is a multi-author series that came out for the Juneteenth holiday. And then we'll be talking Vacation. uh, uh, Oh, Mr. Play for Keeps is by, sorry, Kimmy Farrell. And uh, Vacation and Erotic Love Story by Takara. I have some thoughts on that Bays of Juneteenth series, but we gonna get there later. Uh-oh. Let's get the gate running, honey. Let's get the gate running. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with um, Mr. Play for Keeps, Bays of Juneteenth by Kimmy Farrell. I honestly don't know what number book this is in the series. So this is lucky number seven. This is book number seven. You sure? Book number seven, and this was yeah. This was book number seven. Wasn't this released early though? Not no. released early, but wasn't it released? Yeah, and this was book number seven. Damn. I think yeah, this was book number seven. Child. And this was one of the books that was on Kindle Unlimited. Yes. So before we recommend you guys, just when you go look at this series, just check all the books because all the books are not in KU. Okay. Only two books are um, in Kindle Unlimited. The rest of them 
basically. Yes. So it's this book, and I believe Aja's book is in Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. So just, you know, check it before you click the buy, if you choose to buy. Uh Anyway, but this one was uh, Friends to Benefits, Friends with Benefits to Lovers. So this one started off in her Christmas series. So if you read her Christmas book, I don't remember the name, but Mm -hmm. this couple was introduced in her Christmas book. Their friends kind of hooked up and got together, and they were the friends of the couple in the Christmas book. So yes. apparently they had um, a little thing going on, like a little situationship going on where, you know, they were friends with benefits on the side. And Nathaniel with them. Nathaniel wanted more. Yeah, when we go inside this book, Nathaniel definitely wants more. And... Uh, we Let's have uh, open this. Miss, we have Miss, um, yeah, we have Miss Runner. She's a track star. Okay. Listen, let's talk about the book being open with cheeks clapping in the beginning. <laughs> Timmy, girl. I mean, they were getting it in. I'm not mad yes. at it. They I mean, if you're gonna be friends with benefits, I, I like the setup of their of their situationship they definitely went in that went into that with the understanding of this you know this is going to be what it's going to be for what it is right now and i like that but let's talk about nathaniel he is that dude he's successful yes he's patient yeah oh child yes he's understanding oh yes he is (laughs) and he delivers top tier dick yes with a dose of little razzle dazzle, which is dirty talk, and you know we love yes. little razzle dazzle. We love a dirty talking man over here. Yes, we do. He was good he was with the birds. He really was. Whenever you need him, like girl, your third bust down. Wilhelmina, I think that's the name of it. Is at his house. You're leaving all type of shit at his house, girl. Y'all in a relationship. If the man got your bust down on the freaking vanity. Just chilling on the mannequin, honey. Y'all in a relationship. Yeah, y'all in a relationship. So basically, Stephanie is uh, our female character. And Stephanie is, um, she's like, you know, she likes Stevie Wonder to a relationship. She don't want to see him. She don't want to have nothing to do with him. She got burnt from a previous relationship. And even though in this book, as we're reading it, we, we get that. We understand as readers that she likes Nathaniel, but somewhere, somehow, she's afraid to take it much further. And then she's using this is also a long distance relationship. Yes. And she's using their distance, you know, them living in different states as a reason to not, you know, go into a relationship with him as well. So, well, she, your buff down at this nigga house. I mean, you. Yeah. What she call it, Bonita? What she call it, Bonita? Bonita Abelbaum. I think I said Wilhelmina. I think it's Bonita Abelbaum. I where the fuck I get Wilhelmina from? I don't know. Bonita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. Hey, okay. So, well, that's the song. Tribe Called Quest. I know. I know. I was like, <laughs> Bonita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. 
Bonita, Bonita, Bonita. Okay? So, girl, get it. Destiny is having relationship. Um, she's she's a commitment phobe. She don't want to have a relationship. But Nathaniel is trying to push for one because this is what he wants. He realizes that he wants more with this woman. He really wants to be with her. And she's a good, it's not like she's not, you know, she's a good person. You know, she's a good friend. Cause her girlfriend that was pregnant in this book was working my nerves. Cause I was like, girl. If you don't drop this low and leave me the hell alone, but I get it. Pregnancy honestly. hormones was a little excessive. I was like, it, it was way too excessive. That I was, was like, excessive. and I was like, call me when you drop that baby, okay? <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, she was a she was a she was a good person, and she was getting her business off the ground. You know, well, her business was off the ground thanks to her grandmother. Her grandmother actually bought. A uh, space for her in the building for her to start her uh, mm-hmm. her business, her makeup business and stuff like that, her skincare business and stuff like that. She just was a big old commitment for like this lady got on my nerves. Like her indecisiveness in this book, it was it was so annoying. Like you're falling asleep on the phone with this man. You're <laughs> Netflix and chilling. And let's not talk about y'all having mutual masturbation on the phone. At this point, yeah. y'all niggas in a relationship. Yeah. You might as well say y'all married and he on the business trip and y'all just trying to get it in while he on the phone because the fuck. <laughs> I like Stephanie, but Stephanie worked my nerves. She was, like Tama said, 100% agree. She was way too, in, she was way too indecisive decisive for me. And I think for her dealing with somebody like Nathaniel that was very sure of what he wanted. And he it wasn't like this man was pressuring her or anything. But it's like, y'all are doing all these things. Like Tateman said, y'all are doing all these things. You're leaving shit at his house. You're staying with him when you get there, you know, when you come see your friend and shit like that. So, yeah, bitch, y'all in a relationship. Why are you keep being a track star, bitch? He called your coochie baby girl. Like, come on. He got a pet name for your coochie. That's your husband, girl. She got on my nerves. I didn't care. I didn't care for her a whole lot. I just wanted her to be more decisive. And the other thing is, she was playing in this man face. She... She was playing in this man's face because he like, specifically told her, don't lie to me. And she lied. Don't lie to me and don't leave and not con- don't communicate with me. Like she was doing she was doing fucked up shit. And then when he went ghost on her, like she when he went video that. silent on her, she about to drop dead and die. <laughs> like fall on a casket, cry dying. <laughs> her indecisiveness and her just lack of self-awareness in this yeah. book yeah. is what really turned me off but outside of this book for me personally the pacing was great and this is my second book by Kimmy and her first book um story was good but baby I was fighting for my life at the beginning of that book because the pacing was so it was just not it was not well paced but this one, the pacing was great. It was it was great. And and I like to see when authors are growing, when you can see them writing. The pacing yeah. was great. And I felt that she tied in the Juneteenth celebration with this book yeah. well. I feel like she gave us uh, two, three sentences of Juneteenth history. 
And then she kept it moving. And I like that because at this point, if you don't know what the fuck Juneteenth is, I don't understand what to tell you. And I feel like you don't need all that information dumping in the book. Google, Google Juneteenth. If I was an author, you know what I would do? I would put a link in this bitch. And then you could just click the link and it's going to tell you what Juneteenth is. But I'm not putting it on my pages. So I liked how she gave us a little snippet of the Juneteenth history, but she didn't burden us down with the history. And then she kept it moving with the with the um the festival and i liked how she described the festival and you could have just see him because it was where he's from the dmv and you could have seen him beating his feet with his friends and and it's like she gave us the Juneteenth festival on page and right. that wow tying it in like he's yeah. from dc so top she did juneteenth but she also tied in like the culture that goes on in DC as well, yeah. you know, with him like beating the feet and things like that. So I thought that was just like a really great thing to to see. I agree. Pacing was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I like the story. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel is the only reason I kept reading this book. I um, can see Stephanie that. annoyed the hell out of me. I just wanted her to be like Tamer pretty much said. I just wanted her to be more decisive. I mean, at, at at like I understand having cold feet when it comes to relationships and stuff, but what I cannot stand is what I cannot stand to see is like people holding on to like, oh, what this this man did to me twenty years ago. Because if Nancy, if Nathaniel was doing the same thing that the ex was doing, then I can understand. But it's like you're writing these female characters you're writing these like like we said in the last episode you're writing these damn near perfect male this man was fucking perfect for her he gave her no reason for her to be like oh i don't know i, I can't keep and eh, i'm so scared like it was no reason for all of that because the man never gave her any reason any clue for her to be so motherfucking scatterbrained about her feelings for him yeah. or where she wanted to take this relationship with him. I won't even say scatterbrained about her feelings because it was fucking obvious that she was feeling this man like he was feeling her. So mm-hmm. bitch, get the fuck out your feelings, okay? Get the fuck out your feelings and go be with... Like, stop giving me these these goddamn female characters like this. Like, this man is sure he's decisive and you run around here, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of let people show you who they are and I move accordingly based off of how people were exactly and this That's man was saying. showing her that he was down for the cause like he was showing you like he wanted to be with you so when you see a nigga like showing you he want to be with you and shit like if he's showing you interest and in being patient and understanding and always there for you independent and loyal you need to move accordingly and I feel like Stephanie wasn't um she wasn't moving accordingly. She was no, moving she real reckless. And Very I was reckless. at the point when I was like, Nathaniel, baby, I, I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if you, Stephanie don't know what she want, and I'm here for you because this man was damn near. He was, he was, a, he was good. He was a good man. He's a good he man. He's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> He's a good man. 
Like he was hey. a good man, and she was. And the thing about it is that imagine letting a whack ass nigga who did you dirty stop you from freaking moving forward with a nigga who wanted to do something. Like, let's women, let's do better. Also, author, stop writing this bullshit because I'm tired of it. Please stop these <laughs> flappity floppity assholes. I'm I'm tired. Flip flip flipping ass bitch, like Beyonce said. Like we, like I get it, but. My biggest drawback of this story. This is my biggest drawback of this story. Mm-hmm. She she got hit with a devastating blow. Like she got hit with something devastated. But at this point, you already know how brazenly shady go. Anyway, she had a fire in her goddamn business. Okay, yeah. so I feel like that was very. It was it was too much for me personally. I felt it was too much. Because it felt you like already it was, know, it felt like it was added to 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 continue this story, and it made and and it, it just added it, it made it seem like it was just added in to be added in. It didn't yeah. give any it didn't give any substance to the story. Right, because I feel like we could have went another way with her ended up being with Nathaniel. Yes, outside of this and losing her damn business. I feel like she got the easy way out. I feel like Nathaniel deserved a different way to find out that she cared. I just feel like that devastating fire just made it seem like she latched onto him because at this point she had nothing. So she was like, well, I might as well just make it work for this dude. You know, and and I feel like he deserved more than that. And one, she was already a nigga who was jealous of her success. She was doing the damn thing. She was a boss-ass bitch. Why even take that from her? And I, and I get it. No, I really don't get it. Because it's like, you no, want her to slide over in a new city with this dude. And it's like, why not let her franchise? Or keep her business and open up a next business? Like, why blow her like that? You know, I didn't like that. Yeah, because it's like, she lost. She pretty much lost everything. And this was that that property. Her her grandmother bought that space for her. So she lost something that she just didn't like lose stuff. She lost something that that meant something. Like this was something that her grandmother gave her before she passed on. So it just it, it just felt not right. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, like Tamer said, it's like, okay, well, you know, because Nathaniel leaves DC to go down to where was she? Florida? Yeah. To Florida to bring her back, you know, to make sure she was okay, bring her back, you know what I mean? And then she's like, and then she's like, like, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, well, I'm here. I don't (laughs) have anything keeping me here. I don't have anything keeping me here, so I might as well leave. No, Nathaniel deserves more than that. I feel like he deserves a different way. Yeah, so I agree. Like, I like the pacing. The pacing was good. I just, Stephanie was just not, she's likable, but she just, because she was so flippity floppity, she just was like, flippity ass bitch. That's what we are. You know, so I'm like, I wish I could say I, I liked the story for what it was. I, I wish I could say that I, I loved it, but I liked it for what it was. You know, I will give her the pacing. I will give her credit for adding Juneteenth in there and not giving, you know, not giving us a whole damn two chapters on what Juneteenth is. I love the fact that she tied it into the 
what's going on with the series, you know? So, yeah, but Stephanie was just not, yeah, Stephanie wasn't it for me. And that ending killed it. That ending killed it. Because I was like, why did she have to lose everything in order to, to make a decision to be with somebody who desperately wanted to be with her? Like, this man desperately wanted to be with her. So... Yeah. So I, I, I like the story. I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. I liked it. I liked the story for what like, it was. That's I didn't I like Stephanie's indecisiveness, and I didn't like that devastating blow with the fire at the end, because I feel like she already bossed up because her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend was jealous of her, so it's like, why even she go there? was very like, jealous I was hoping, like, I was expecting, like, the boyfriend to come back. Or something, and then he and, and then he realized that like the fire made no sense because then I was like, Well, who the hell started it? Yeah, and it's like so I was expecting but, for some type of completion of the fire. Like, okay, is she gonna get her business back? Did they find out who started? Did the boyfriend do it because he's sitting yeah, back there looking boyfriend. at her? Yeah, so, I thought it was the boyfriend, yeah. but overall, I I liked it. Yeah. And I feel I feel like Kimmy did a good job and I can see the growth in her writing and I look forward to reading another book from her. I'm very excited to read another book from her. I, I like the character. I like the story as a whole. Um, Stephanie was just not the type of character I was feeling. But Stephanie for the most part, her eyes beat. But anyway, anyway. Yes, she did. Get that 30 <laughs> down bus, get that 30 inch bus down at that man house if you ain't gonna be taking him serious. Because I, I can put my uh lock retwisting products in there, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I can put okay. my oil in my freaking my shower cap and shit in there since you playing. You since playing. you want a real nigga. All right. All keep right. it even. <laughs> and our next read is Vacation, a, an erotic love story by Takara. I didn't like this book. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I She already said it was a short story for National Sex Day, I think. It was just mm -hmm. a, a mini short for mm -hmm. National Sex Day, I think. National Sex Day. It was it was a fly book. Just one of those books where the author was like, oh, it's National Sex Day. I'm going to do something. And okay. I, thought it was, I thought it was short and cute. Mm. Uh, you have a, a married couple, Dedrick and Olivia. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, raising kids, they're doctors, and it's demanding careers can actually, they're understanding that a commanding, demanding career could bring stress to a marriage. So they kind of like carve out time out of, you know, which other to, you know, keep the fire burning. And that was basically the gist of the story. So mm -hmm. they was getting it in. And yeah, I, I mean, it's it's an erotic story. I just didn't care for it. I, I just didn't like it. I didn't well, like some of the things that were said inside of the story. Okay, give me an example. Okay. The 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 end okay, when they go on this vacation, okay, I already wasn't feeling this shit. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so when they go on vacation. Now I don't know. She says something in the bathroom when she follows this girl in the bathroom for her and the husband to basically had sex with while they were on vacation. Mm -hmm. You talk about not 
you glad you came in the bathroom without having to smell the girl's pee. But you invite this girl up to your room with you and your husband. <laughs> you right, right. So I'm saying I'm like that. Uh, that ain't make no sense to me because that sounds like why if if that sounds like she had a stink cooch. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You invite you invite stinking coochie up. For you and your husband to taste husband it. Yeah, it. I didn't think of that. Damn. Damn. It, okay. it, 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 the, the math wasn't math. And I, I was just like, eh. Well, I did like, because I did like how Dedrick prioritized their partnership after 20 years. And, you know, you, you, you love a married couple who realized that. How old were they? They, they were in their 30s. I think they were in there because he said I ain't he said I ain't even 40 yet. So I'm thinking he was like 39. He was like, they were like 39, 38, which is which is possible to have kids 18 at 39 if you had them. Yeah, that's why they got three kids. (laughs) So I like that they prioritize their marriage because at the end of the day, people people need to understand that when it comes to the marriage, it's the marriage first. You got to make sure that the, the 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 partnership is solid, and then you deal with these damn all these goddamn kids they had. Like it's only three, but that's a lot of goddamn kids. That's a lot of kids. That's a they, lot of kids, and it's like kids all under. They not they not like. I think the oldest was fourteen. I think they had twins. They had a set of twins and a daughter. But I liked how he was mm-hmm. very affectionate, and I and I, I don't know. I feel like when I was married. It's just little stuff like when when I read about married couples that I just mm-hmm. like because I feel like it was lacking in my mm-hmm. in my marriage when I was mm-hmm. married. I am a I am on a words of a words of affirmation and physical touch person. Like yeah. tell me you like this coochie when you tap in this coochie. Touch <laughs> said coochie. Yeah. While you tap in coochie, even if you got to take my leg and put it over your shoulder to touch said <laughs> while telling me that said coochie is good. Yeah. This is what I like. I am very touchy feely. Like I like when you tap my ass and you kiss me and this is and and gas me up, bitch, because I like to be gas up. And in this book, he was touching her like he could not keep his hands off her and he was gassing her up. So from jump, I was already like, yeah, I like this shit, you know, because I like to see married couples still have that fire right. in their relationship. And he was nasty. And I, I just like the relationship that he had with his kids also, because it was a part in the book when he said, his kids are teenagers. And I think it was a part in the book when he said, if I ain't get no pussy tonight, I, I, that's y'all ass. And I know some people might think that it's like raunchy and inappropriate for parents to talk like that with their kids. But I feel like that is good to show your kids that even though you're married, you know, you're, you're still having fun and you need and you need to have this open dialogue with your kids when it comes to sex, partnership and marriage. So yeah. I liked that even though him and his wife been together for over 20 years and his kids are like teenagers. Mm-hmm. He's still showing his teenager that, hey, me and your mama, we be getting it in. Like, I had a problem. I ain't gonna lie. I had a problem with that when he said You that. did? I, I did, because I was like, okay, but 
I didn't have a problem with him saying it. I didn't like how he said it because I was like, okay, yeah. you talking to your fourteen year old like that? But <laughs> that's I'm just saying. Yeah, but I, I, it, I I I I dialed it back because I was like, I always try to try to see things from these characters' perspectives, yeah. and it's very obvious that these people are kind of like hood professionals. Okay, you could tell. Yes. From the way he talked, you could tell from the way she talked. Like she was very professional, but she was just like, "I ain't taking like, don't fuck with me." Okay, a compassionate gangster. You know, yeah. I love him. So you can tell that these 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 two were very much from the streets, and they yeah. went into their professional lives. But the way they talked, it was like, "Okay, bitch, yeah, I may put on this doctor's uniform, but you know, when it's on, it's a motherfucking on." So yeah. I had to dial it back. Like after I read it and after I thought about it, I was like, "Okay, let me dial it back." Yeah. Because I did I actually, have a problem with how he said it to the. I actually today that's a fourteen year old. <laughs> yeah, and then he, you know what? I actually didn't have a problem with that, and I and I don't say the word pussy to my son. I would say vagina, but I have very open dialogue with my son because I'm at this point where I want him to figure out. Sh- I want him to know shit from me than go into some strangers, and I want him to understand. I don't want I don't want him to feel condemned because he's having sex or because he knows his mom is having sex. Oh well, he- that that I'm not disputing. I that that I'm not disputing. I think yeah. should have open dialogue with their kids. Yeah, kids be fucking fucking. Okay, so my I, baby got a girlfriend. I mean, before right, he got you know, yeah. so it would stop. You know, it would stop the surprise and shock. You know, yeah. You, you know, your your son or your daughter come home talking about some. I got somebody pregnant or I'm pregnant at yeah. a young age like that. So I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have said exactly. I ain't getting no pussy. If I don't get no pussy, I wouldn't have said it like that to my kids. Yeah. But not, but not I don't know. If, like, my adult kids, I might say some shit like that. Yeah. Not, I can see that. Like, the boy is 14. I just feel like. Mm, yeah, they were like around 14, 15. They were teeny. I don't I know they weren't any older teen. So they were like between the ages of 14 to 16. But I got an uncle. That nigga so hood. Like right, and that's <laughs> he why I, like that. And and that's why and I'm down he to actually that. said that to Caden. And when he said that, I was like, you mean vagina? Like <laughs> back because yeah. I have family members like that. I know men like that. That talk, You know what I'm saying? So I understand it. It's yeah. just like at certain ages I feel like certain words should not be said. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, so, I, I liked I liked I liked that open dialogue he had with his boys and then he was a total paper well, I, toilet tissue soft shaman soft Tissue when it came to his daughter. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like this book did exactly what the author wanted it to do. Well, yeah. Would I have wanted a longer book? Possibly, but I've learned that when I ask for these longer books and then I get them, I don't fucking like them. So you know what? I'm gonna stand ten toes down with what the author gave me, and I'm gonna be okay with that. Okay. It was something super short that she said it was for National Sex Day. Yeah. And it gave me what I wanted. Yeah, 
I can get behind that. Yeah. But I, I liked it. Behind. If you're looking for something short, mm-hmm. sexy about a couple who's eager to keep it spicy in their relationship, this is a good book for you. But it's a heavy emphasis on short. Don't, very. Very short. It's it's like boom, boom. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. What, what Tama said? I asked you, Rhonda didn't like it. I liked it. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I can't fully go into full details. It just didn't hit me like it hit her, you yeah. know? So yeah. I was, I'm like, yeah, you know. And I'm in the author's group on Facebook because I feel like I'm doing a little better with um, following authors on Facebook and getting, I feel like when I follow them on Facebook, I really get these, I get more updates on books yeah. than I get on social media because my 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 time on Instagram is really, really, dwindling and i get the updates on facebook so i feel like a lot of authors don't really care for twitter that much or instagram right so they use their facebook groups for engagement and let me tell you something them motherfuckers on facebook be reading okay these authors have their fan base yeah these these motherfuckers out there be reading on facebook and i mean you drop a book nine o'clock 12 o'clock, somebody, um, 9 o'clock, 11 or 12 o'clock, somebody commenting, oh, the book was good, bitch, the book just dropped today. It just <laughs> dropped at 9. What are you doing, girl? That's like, what I miss about Facebook groups. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I, I, I don't, it's not like I don't have a Facebook page. I'm just not active on it like that. Yeah. That's one of the things I miss about the Facebook groups is how much the groups are very interactive and how very much the authors are interactive in their groups and stuff. I wish I can get back into it, but I already know I'm not, so I ain't going to lie to myself and say I'm going to I've been. But that's the difference with the Facebook groups. And I think people... Yeah, and I think people underestimate what goes on in those Facebook Because they're huge. They're huge. These authors, their fans are not on Instagram. Their fans are not on TikTok. Their fans no, they're not on freaking Twitter. Their fans no. are on fucking Facebook. And when I tell you these women be supporting, because I be in the groups just looking at the books dropping, and when I don't come back two hours later, reviews. Yeah. Oh, the book was good. Spoiler, spoiler post. I'm like, yeah. spoiler post, bitch. I ain't downloaded the book yet. Yeah. Spoiler post. Hello. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff in those Facebook groups. Giveaways, yeah. all oh. sorts of shit. So yeah. And my reading has been leaning way towards the more urban romance side. So mm-hmm. a lot of these urban romance authors, they are on Facebook. And I'm following yeah. the promotion page and I'm finding new authors every day. Mm-hmm. So I I and I saw it on Facebook and when she said short and you, and I'm struggling reading right now, baby, I'm on the struggle bus. So when I hear short, I'm running to the shorts. If you yeah. Over 250 pages. Yes. It's, it's highly possible that Shades and Pages did not read it. I have to be in the mood. <laughs> I have to be in that mood. But anyway, yeah, I, I like the book. It gave yeah. me, it, the author said, this is a short. Yeah. I'm writing no longer book. This is what it is. It's just a little treat for National Sex Day. And I liked it. It gave Tamer what? It gave me and what I'm I just here like okay because you know when they say when you lock something and you find it in a book something that you wanted then you enjoy it and this is I would I want my husband or my partner to be on me the way that I want you to wake me up in the morning with some goddamn dick okay 
Because oh lift my leg and be like, let's let's go. All right, let's move on to that. <laughs> I wasn't even finished yet. I was not finished. Oh, God. (laughs) I wasn't finished, but I'm going to let you on the cook and let her. We're going to move on. But I wasn't finished. Just no. Go ahead. I mean, please. No, I'm done now. Shoot. You done? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Jamonda, please. God damn, we don't want to hear all that, God damn it. I was just saying, this is what they was doing in the book. I like shit like that. To tame his future partner, husband, if you're please. listening to this, please. Please wake me up with dick. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I posted a tweet on Twitter, and I said, Uh-oh, what you say? There's niggas writing niggas that never wrote niggas before. Amen. <laughs> I cannot with this lady. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay. It's it, I, I listen, I woo. you know what? This is my this is this is my issue. This is my issue. Okay. You have authors. Who came into this space and they wasn't writing black romance, black characters, because they felt that black romance or black characters wasn't sailing books. They wasn't getting no sales. Mm-hmm. It wasn't they and some of them even said there were they were in interracial relationships and they mm-hmm. wanted to write stories based off of the relationships that they were in. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I fucking respect that because. There's a market for everything. If you are in a relationship with a white man and you want to write stories with white men, stand 10 toes down in that shit. Especially when you explain it and when people are coming to you and asking you why you're writing this and you're saying, these books don't sell good. You're saying, I will never write black characters. You're saying, you understand what I'm saying? You're saying, Oh, I want to see my relationship in these books. I will respect it more if you say you want to see your relationship. I get it. I understand it. I can respect that. But what I don't like, what I never liked to hear, mainly from Black authors, saying that, oh, I don't write those characters because those type Black people, Black people, in loving relationships or whatever type of relationship we're writing in the book. It's like two black characters can't be in a loving relationship in your story. And that pissed me off. And then you say, oh, well, when I did write black romance, it barely sold. Okay, but if you're writing interracial romance and the majority of your audience is not black women, who's going to read the black romance? The white women who you write the books for who want ethnically ambiguous characters. They want ambiguous black women with white men. They want, and they want these, Jesus, Lord, I can't. 
which is what you've been giving them. So to turn around and say, well, I don't write black romance because when I did write a black romance, it didn't sell. Well, who were you, who were you picking? And then we're seeing the same authors who are saying this, they are getting fucking deals writing black characters when they didn't write it before. And, and this is my issue. You are taking opportunities away from black authors who curated their whole careers around black romance and black love and you are capitalizing on the fact that now these publishers are looking for authors but looking for black stories and you're capitalizing on it after you said loud and fucking wrong that you weren't interested in writing these characters. And this is my biggest issue because you have people in the community and they are coming and they are unapologetically taking opportunities from these authors who've been in the trenches because if it wasn't for black indie authors, they literally put black romance on the fucking market, made it relevant. And I noticed after the situation happened with George Floyd, God rest his soul, a lot of publishers were looking for black stories. And a lot of these authors capitalized on that because they know now that with them writing these black stories, it's going to be profitable for them. But what they didn't understand is bitches like me and other black romance readers and other women who read, we've been supporting we've been spending money y'all just didn't think that it was unprofitable but now that you, you never know thought it was profitable now that you know thought it was profitable that you could profit from it here go y'all come with these Kelly rolling brown skins <laughs> this is a problem for me and I know I'm not the end all be all so my issue really ain't that big in the scope of things fucking bothers me because y'all out here writing these subtle niggas and y'all freaking winning when you have black indie authors writing unapologetically black characters and y'all coming up here with subtle niggas and y'all winning with the subtleness and i don't like that shit i agree 100 and then y'all coming, coming out bold loud oh black and i saw the picture i was like is she writing niggas she writing niggas. I told you, I was like niggas. When not too long ago, when not too long ago, act, you said it was that. like I don't write niggas because niggas don't sell. So, so now, so now it has me thinking. If you said you had black people on your cover and it didn't sell, you're, you we already know that this cover ain't gonna have black people on it because we're we're not gonna we're, we know this cover is not gonna have black people on it because what's her name? Uh. What's the girl, the author so who wrote the mixtape? They're gonna be, they're gonna be ambiguous as hell, or they're gonna be what they're doing now is they're adding darker, complected characters on their books to on their on their covers to sell those books, and then when we get inside uh, the story, we don't know and if I, these niggas black or not. And I get it; it's pal it's palatable to white people who don't want to be who don't, who get uncomfortable with blackness, who get uncomfortable with authenticity when it comes to black characters. And I, and you know, I think authenticity is the, the wrong word because like 
I think that's the wrong word. But who Very gets much the wrong word because you can't not you can't, so you can't say word. you want if 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 you're a non-black reader, you can't sit up here and say you don't want to read about a person's blackness and the things that they have to deal with blackness with, with, with their blackness and stuff. You know, you get people that turn around, get up here and say, well, I don't want to read all this trauma. I don't want to read about this. I don't want to read about that. But and then like, and then it's just, and then it's books with loads of trauma in it. And they were like, Oh my God, it was so, it was so good. And it was so, it hurt so good. And, and I, I think authenticity was the wrong word because me, um, coming from the Bahamas, me being black, it's going to be different from an American being black. But I feel like we're all different when it comes to blackness, but we are uniquely identifiable. That's what I think. And these books by these authors who did not write black romance prior I'm going to just call them subtle niggas. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's given the perception of what people want blackness to appear on page, right? Yeah. You got to be the, okay, we struggled, you know, and it's like, no, we can't have these, these, these street, we, we can't have these street Negroes. We can't have these baby mamas. We can't have a promiscuous, you know, black uh, woman that's like, you know, that's highly sexualized. You know, we, we can't have these things because these are the things that black, and I'm even going, I'm not even going to fully put it on non-black readers. There are black readers yes. out here as well that feels like there are certain parts of blackness that is embarrassing for them. Oh, why we always got to get that type of character? Like, why the, do, 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 like do, 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 do. the baby mamas, like the baby mamas and stuff. Like they don't write, like they don't read. I mean, because according to some people on the clock app, everybody don't want to read baby mamas and drug dealers. You know, and it's and it's it's just very it's 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 just if we as a people can't stand up for ourselves. But how do we expect for these non-black readers that are coming into the space to, to, to have any type of respect for characters that they aren't expecting to see on page? Everybody's not gonna be motherfucking Claire and Cliff Huxable when you go inside of these books. Everybody's not gonna be those people. And that's the, and this is what I was saying. There are saying. different aspects of blackness that they want the respectable. On page. They want the respectable blackness. They want the author to tell them that it's black, that they're black, and that's it. I'm telling you, they only want the respectable blackness. They don't want the the um the the black people from the hood, the people who rough around the edges. This they it has to be. And I've been seeing a lot of this soft life and princess treatment when it comes to tagging these books and if we being fucking for real you cannot talk about princess treatment if you leaving out the urban books because these niggas with mbas and things don't spend no goddamn money the drug dealers is giving treatment bitch but, but who's we to turn around and say that these respectable men are we going inside of these so-called respectable books with these respectable black men and they're treating their wives like shit 
They're treating their 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 women like shit. Who's this? Like who 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 are you to make that kind of judgment? Like, and I a, see, a, a and nigga I with money is a nigga with money. Doesn't matter where he got it from. And if he feels like he's going to treat his woman right, he's going to treat his woman right. If he's going to treat his woman like shit, he's going to treat the woman like shit. Doesn't matter his pedigree. Doesn't matter where his money come from. Because yeah, ain't shit man is an ain't shit man. They tag in the books, princess treatment, soft life. When you see that, that that's that's because I know because I know Casey Mills, they call him Nas in some other books that I've read. These niggas ain't this is princess treatment, and they live, you know, I like compassionate gangsters. You know, they rough around the edges, but they gonna love you right. You understand what I'm saying? So when they I see soft life for whom? <laughs> and this is and, and uh, this soft is soft life for whom. This is a problem for me because I've learned to keep my mouth shut at this point because I feel like if the if the authors aren't saying anything, who am I to open my mouth and say anything? You understand what I'm saying? And let's keep it mother and let's keep it a buck. They don't come to back for me. They don't come to back for Brazenly Shady. They don't come back for Sharonda Isadora. So I'm like, People but I have to say have something. Access to the space because they're allowed access to the space. So I'm not going to get all upset, righteous, and angry no. out here talking out the side of my neck when people will turn around and say, but there's open. enough room for everybody. And there is. You open the door. And there You're is. You open the door. They're coming through. And they're taking opportunities away from people who've been here doing the same thing. And they're taking it. And they're unapologetically taking it. And they ain't bringing nobody else to the table. And, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's sad. And I'm sitting there looking like, and, and and it's it's sad because it's like you see it happening. Me and you called this in 2020. We called this in 2020 when it happened. We called it, and it's now 2023, and the shit is steamrolling. I mean, the freaking it's the the blocks is hot. It's hot. Like the block is hot. The block is hot. The block is is hot. The block is hot because the shit started, the door was open, and and they taken off like fucking who you see in both when he first when he first win the freaking Olympics. And he <laughs> it's crazy. No. I'm watching it in 4K and I'm sitting there like I fucking said this shit was gonna happen. And niggas was looking at me like I was dumb. I mean, all you can do is just I mean, what can you do? What can you say? If if it's if if it is being done and it is what it is, is all I have to say about it anymore. It is what it is. And good luck yeah. to everybody involved. It is what it is. <laughs> I just feel like I had to it's niggas writing niggas that never wrote niggas before. They're realizing that black romance is profitable, so they want a piece of the pie when they didn't think it was profitable, profitable before. Mm -hmm. And you're getting these deals. And there's black romance authors who write in fucking way better books. Way better books. Now, I ain't gonna say, I said some of them now. Some of y'all need editors. <laughs> and stuff. I just can keep it a buck. Some of y'all need editors, uh, yeah. But there's, like there's, there's a lot of art authors out there that's writing good damn stories. 
that deserve way more than they are getting. I agree. But if you're all going to sit there and just stay quiet, you know what I can do? I can sit here and stay quiet too. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, listen, it's a shared space. But that um, shit I had to talk about because when I saw that, I was like, oh, she write niggas now? I'm like, so your husband ain't black and you said you wanted to write with the relationship you was in. So is this nigga not which black? I have, which, which, like you said earlier, I had no problem. I can respect that. I was, but, oh, I respect that. But she was fighting for her life in the, in, on, on, on the clock app, defending why she don't write black romance. And now all of a sudden I see a black romance coming up. I'm like, whoa, 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 And I and I feel like people should freely and I think and I feel like people should freely write what they want to write. I mean, if that's what you want to write, that but do it because it's what you want to do. And that's what I'm saying. Don't do it now because you because now it's something profitable for you to do. Stand ten toes down with that shit and be like, you know what? Right now, I'm writing this because this is where the money at, and I feel like I can make some money. But eventually, when I feel like it's gonna benefit me and benefit my household and benefit my pockets, I'm gonna come over to the black side. And that's what's happening. They're realizing now that people are looking for black stories, so and they want, they want, and they want, and 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 it's sad because a lot of people don't want. Black love stories from black from, authors. They want see these are people who are black authors, though. These are black authors, so we can't say they don't want love. I mean, black stories from black authors. They don't want. They want ambiguous black stories from yeah. black authors, where it's more palatable to the white women who like to read stories, but not be slapped in the face with blackness. And let's just, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm keep that to myself. But anyway. Because there's some black people out there, too, who would prefer to read ambiguous. Because when they see the ambiguous, they don't have a problem with it. Or the way certain words, certain man, the mannerisms are left out. They don't yes. want to be slapped in the face with that. They don't want that. that's not on page, they're more comfortable. So, and that's the thing. Like, me being um, born and raised in the Bahamas... Shout out to my Bahamian people. Anyway, two for two. But anyway, me being um, Bahamian, and let's say I was an author, and I'm writing because in the Bahamas we have a we have a dialect. That's like telling me mm-hmm. that you want to read my stories, but you don't want my dialect in there. That's right. the same thing as the African as the AAVE. Right. You want to you read the stories, but you don't want the AAVE in there? You want to right. read the Indian stories, but you don't want no dialect in there? You don't, don't want me want, talking about you don't want you know? culture. You don't want my culture in there? Because right. if I was a writer, I'm going to culture you to death for the Bahamas. Hello. Because I'm eating Kong salad in every freaking book. Well, that's, and that's another thing. They want this, this, this altered version of what they think it should be. And that's sad. All I'm saying it's unfortunate, is, but all I'm saying is I want these publishers to realize that yes, black romance is profitable now to y'all. It's been profitable, but y'all just realizing it. There's authors already in the space. Give them the opportunity. Like, why are y'all going out here looking for these authors who don't even write them? Who don't even write them? 
because it just goes back to what you said. And, the, and then y'all sitting there, y'all ain't saying nothing. Like y'all, uh, uh, close mouth don't get fatty. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I not. guess. Anyway, that when I saw that, I was like, I I was I was shook it to the core. <laughs> when I saw the visuals, I was like, I sent it to Sharonda. I was like, Sharonda, is she right, niggas? What is going on? Well, a certain someone opened up the door for those kind of authors, and well, yeah. Well, you know how I feel, because don't get me started, because we'll add the next hour to this podcast if I start talking. Nope. And, and I'm over it. So. And they steamrolling, and they just getting opportunities from left to right, and, and as the lover of words, y'all just sitting there. <laughs> And ain't saying nothing. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> All I can do is the Ursula from Little Mermaid cartoon laugh. Because oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, like I say, it's enough space for everybody. It's enough space for everybody. For everybody. But show the people who show the people who've been in the space. Some love, but they don't want to do that. But y'all, y'all kumbaya and with everybody. It's make, kumbaya sure seat, make sure your seat comfortable. Make sure your seat is freaking safe and comfortable before you give it to other people. Listen, and I ain't trying to. It's getting up out of my seat for nobody. Listen, I ain't trying to be no hater. So I'm, I'm Stevie Wonder to the bullshit. Oh, I ain't Stevie Wonder to the bullshit. I like looking. I look in and I can laugh and I can talk, but I'm just saying, I had to, I, I, oh, I am. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's I not mean, crazy to me. No, well, yeah, you've been seeing. It's you not right. crazy to me at all. It's not crazy. It's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not shocking. It's not shocking because no, it's not. It's not shocking. That this not was going to happen. We called this in 2020, yeah. or was it 2021? 2020, 2020, but 2020, 2021, late 2020, 2021. We called this, mm-hmm. and baby, let me tell you something. Two years later, less than two years later, it's steamrolling. I mean, the block is fucking hot. Hello, hot block. <laughs> but yeah. But you know, that's just my five cent. At that point, that ain't five cent. That's for twenty dollars. But I had a lot to say because I was shocked. How much you got? Twenty? I say I was. I said that was my five cent. But I say it's more than five cents. But twenty dollars or stuff. <laughs> twenty dollars. It's 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 crazy to me. All I'm saying is that don't come into a space talking shit about a space to end up in said space. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Like, just shut the fuck up and take your opportunities. I mean, they're going to take the opportunities regardless, but then right. you got to friggin' eat that shit. You understand what I'm saying? You yeah. got to literally eat that shit because you already said, oh, it don't sell. And I had black people on the cover. So we already know that you're going to write black people, but they ain't going to be on the cover. So the cover is going to be looking like Colleen Hoover's covers. Ain't going to have no black people on it. It's just going to have words. It's 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 kind of crazy, but you know. And I mean, what we can't do nothing. But I'm gonna talk about it though, cause the shit is funny to me too. <laughs> it's funny from both ends. It's funny from both ends to me, cause it's like, damn girl, you have to eat that shit. 
and it's you like, won't. And it's like and that, person, and that person it. won't. You got to eat that shit. And then on the end, it's like, damn, girl, you open the door, but now look. <laughs> and I don't, and, and 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 I don't think she should be made to forget. I think it should always be mentioned. So people can understand, like, you know, some people are going to look past and be like, but, you know, some people ain't going to forget that shit. No. They get excited. wrong. They get excited when they see certain authors decided that they want to write black stories. And I'm like, bitch, black stories been here, but they don't want to read it from, they don't want to read it from the uh, certain people. They want it from respectable. So it's like they get excited when they see these certain authors writing black stories and be like, but black stories been here. Been here. And they're good too. Very good. But anyway, that was just my $20 because I can't say five cents no more. But uh, it is what it is. What can we do? I feel like I've talked enough today. (laughs) I really cannot with you. (laughs) Good talk. I love it. But anyway. Well. That is it for us with this episode. We're always here with the books and the tea, so honey, we're gonna have to start telling y'all before we start talking. Pull out the motherfucking tea, honey. Why? Put on the wine. I got, I got thoughts. Whatever, whatever you got, pull it out, cause we, woo, we be having the conversations up in here, huh? All right, well. That is the end of our episode. We will always be back. We got some things for y'all. Always with the books and the tea. And um, we'll see y'all in about a week or two with another episode. Yes. For your listening pleasure. As always, thank you for listening to Brazenly Shady. And we appreciate you. We thank you so very much. And until the next one, later days. Bye. Hey guys, if you're here, we thank you so very much. Make sure you're tuning in for bi-weekly episodes. You can also catch our previous shows via your favorite podcast and music platforms everywhere. Be sure you're following us via social media at Brazenly Shady. And until the next battle of shenanigans, Later days. Bye.